If you're in business and you realize that you really do need to come from more of a space of service, this is definitely the interview for you. So let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp. And if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. Hello and welcome back, my online family. I just got done with an interview with Jack Stafford, and I think the the key reminders here are the ones we need to sort of hone in and drill in our head every single day, and that is that when we're coming from a place of service, when we're coming from a place of contribution and a place of giving, then we can really start to have our personal, our spiritual, and our business life grow uh, exponentially. And as soon as I, I jumped on a, an, a, a bit of a Zoom call with Jack last week and learned all about his story and what he's doing, I knew he'd be a great, uh, a great addition to the podcast. There's less content here, but just more of a story of how you can, how you can really deepen your level of connection with yourself spiritually and, and hone in on your skills and just focus on giving. And I think that's the reminder that so many, including myself, need every single day when we wake up in order to be in a space of flow. And so let me read you a little bit about Jack and his bio because it's really, it's fascinating and it's unique and it's definitely a, it's definitely um, one that brings up a lot of questions for me, which you'll feel in the interview. But this is Jack. So he's a singer songwriter on a mission to serve others and help people overcome the, the materialistic message that's distorting modern society. And so Jack's new album, Deeper, is a series of self-help songs uh, that will help people get perspective on current crisis that's plaguing the world right now. And so the songs are inspired by his own life experience and his own mental struggles as well along the journey. So he's a singer-songwriter that's just putting out music and, and loving what he does and finding that to create new ways of giving. And he does that through uh, Pod Songs, which is his podcast where he interviews a lot of really cool uh, specialized expertise. And not only that, but he writes a song for them uh, so that they can use that in their business. And that's being resourceful. That's being coming from a space of asking, what are my gifts and how do I give them? And uh, I just love that. So you're going to hear a bit, a bit about his story and you're going to find it really inspiring and it's going to impact your own life where you can start to apply these really ways and philosophies of life into, into your own journey. Uh, so that you can grow as well. But without further ado, here is Jack Stafford. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Your Business podcast. I have Jack Stafford here. And the reason why I wanted to get Jack on the podcast was because we were having a talk last week and not only was he sharing everything about his experience in terms of him as a musician and, and serving through that medium, but his spiritual journey and coming from a place of selfless service was really, really inspiring. And I think I want to bring on not only more people with a lot of expertise and experience, but those of the, those who are living the core virtues, those who are living from a place of service, a, a heartfelt place 
of really wanting to contribute. And so I thought I'd bring Jack on just to learn all about his story and how he's living from this place, of course. And no doubt if you're a business owner who's, you know, a little bit stuck in the material world and, and focusing mostly on all the stresses of life, there's going to be a lot of takeaways here and you're going to start to feel where you can be of service and where you can stick more in your flow. But Jack, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on here. How are you, my friend? Hey, Tyson. Hey, I'm all right, mate. How are you doing? I'm very, very good. Now, you have a very unique crafted story and obviously a unique gift in terms of your music. And that's how you obviously love to give out your you know, ways of service and everything like that. Uh, but I'd love to give you the, the space to just share with the audience. What is your story? How did you learn all about this? And, uh, and what got you to this place of, of selfless service where you're in a uh, just, just loving what you're doing? Sure, you need the, the long version or the short version? Whatever, whatever version you want to give, that's all good. <laughs> well, I was, a, I was a troubadour, so I was traveling around the world playing house concerts. Um, I went through Australia. I went, I went up um, by bicycle from, from uh, Melbourne to Sydney, and then I sailed from, from, um, from Brisbane all the way around the coast to the, right in the north to Darwin. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that was an experience across the... Gulf of Carpentaria and all that. Jeez, you, and, you've, uh, you've studied and, uh, and experienced more of Australia than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much up there once uh, in terms of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was a good experience. And um, yeah, I cycled around New Zealand, eight months around Asia, uh, all around America, all around Europe. So I was, a, you know, I just play, turn up and play a show anywhere in someone's living room. Um, it's kind of service, but really I was serving my ego as well because yeah, I was the star of the show and that was it. You know, I was, I did, um, did about eight albums called the Troubadour Chronicles of chronicling my adventures. And I ended up in Italy because my girlfriend who I met while I was traveling, she invited me back to Italy as a souvenir and I've been here ever since. So that was eight years. That was, that was almost 10 years ago and I've been based here ever since. So I still go occasionally to India and places like that, but uh, yeah, and it's been it's been a great adventure to come here to Italy. And this, I'm I'm looking out across the bay now, the Amalfi Coast in the distance, and the uh, um, Capri. Right. Um, I know. I've checked, out some of, I've checked out some of your YouTube clips of you doing all your all your music and stuff out there. It's beautiful, beautiful with where you're living, um, and and no doubt, no doubt your travels have, have, have led you to some crazy, crazy stories. <laughs> um, and crazy experiences. Um, I'm keen to I'm keen to learn all about what got you on this spiritual journey. I know I know in in the past you were, uh, you know, going through some of the mental struggles yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Give us a good idea on, on where you were beforehand and and what got you on this journey. Yeah, well, I've um, I was in Amsterdam. I was a copywriter. I worked as a copywriter before I was a traveling troubadour, and I have a business called Copywriter Collective. So. <laughs> working for businesses, writing, you know, long copy brochures, websites, things like that. So that's, that was my, because I did songwriting, I got a job as a copywriter. They thought if I could write songs, I could write copy. So I did that for a long time as well. Um, so I have a business background as well. Um, but yeah, with, as far as the spirituality goes, I got into Ayurveda when I was in, in Amsterdam. And that's really, coming from a position of having health problems because not, I realize now it's just lifestyle issues. 
as everyone does, you know, when you're working hard, you know, running a business in the city, you're very stimulated. Uh, so I came across Ayurveda as a way to manage it. And it's a fantastic science. Um, and I went deeper and deeper into it on my travels. And like, um, last year, I went over to India to have some, um, some treatments myself and take over my diabetic mother-in-law. And we were in Chennai, which is uh, on the east coast of India. We were there for two, two, two months. And I, haven't, and I was having this very intense treatment, which is like uh, with these oils, which are very full of piranha. And they really can suck out the toxins from the bone. And if they put them on you without having all the prepar weeks of preparation, you'd collapse because they're just so powerful, these oils. So I started having all these, some of the side effects, I think, was these synchronicities. And so I started seeing kundalini everywhere. Um, I was staying behind a Kundalini center. The doctor told me about Kundalini. Taxi driver mentioned Kundalini. I didn't know anything about Kundalini. Um, I still don't. Um, but it was, yeah, I got started to read this book called The Serpent Power, which is an introduction into Kundalini and explains that it's at the base of everyone's spine. Well, Kundalini is the energy that we all use to, to move and speak and talk, but it's only a fraction of the, the power. At the base of our spine, we have enough we have enough um, energy to to move mountains. I mean, it's a nuclear reactor up Shushumna, the up spot up the spine. Is um, uh, we have Ida and Pingala. That's how your energies flow. And, and then you, when you raise Kundalini up Shushumna, all the way to the crown chakra, um, then you achieve enlightenment, cosmic consciousness, and ascension, and all these wonderful things. So I learned these things later. But I, the teacher that I learned from was uh, called Nehemiah Davis, and he was in—he um, was actually an American. And he introduced me to this Ethereum Society, which, and their their slogan or their motto is "Services the jewel and the rock of attainment." And this is the this is the mantra for the the new age that we're in now, the the um, Aquarian age. Before, you know, you could go into monasteries for years and achieve enlightenment yourself. But now we're told not to go into monasteries, not to go into isolation, but to go among the people and live in service. Mm. So that's, so I'm trying to embody that in everything I do. So how can I be of service? Of course, of course. Where did that lead you when you, when you were, when you were shifting and you sort of had this guidance that said, you it's it's time for us to live in a place of service it's time for us for our, our heightened level of consciousness to now get out among the people and actually mm -hmm. give it give some gifts and, and give from a place of service what did you do what did you next what did what did that mean for you and what did what were your next steps well i looked around and said you know what can i do so i tried you know small ways like helping with someone's garden or you know sitting with an old lady things like that um i think I'm in the countryside in the, in the South of Italy. So there's the language barrier and also the, uh, I'm in the countryside. So if I live, if I was back in Amsterdam, I would have many more opportunities. I could really fill my day with, with, phys with physical service to others, you know, there'd be these homeless shelters and orphanages and God knows what. But um, one of the things we're taught is that we're living in this materialistic prison and so yes, I can help someone 
if I'm very materialistic and a person, I can help people materialistically, you know, I can give them food for lunch. I can teach them how to grow a crop so they can feed themselves for this life. But they're in a, we're in a constant reincarnatory cycle and have been for quite a while now. So really wisdom is the thing you can give to people because to get them out of this, this continuous cycle of reincarnation and, and suffering, you know, cause knowledge stays with us. And then the second thing is the spiritual energy. If you, if you pray properly with your hands out the, through the chakras in the palms and through the heart chakra is the, when you pray with your hands to, close together like this, this is a ceiling mudra, which in India was used to say, I'm not going to harm you. I'm keeping my energies inside my body. So the dark forces inter, inter, interfered with uh, the prayers of, you know, through the Catholic, you know, through the church, and it, it inserted this this ceiling mudra, so that your prayers don't go out like they should. So when you send out healing energy, or you do something like Reiki, or um, you can put energies into a prayer battery in the Ethereum Society, you can you can do incredible things. You can stop earthquakes. You can. Uh, stop typhoons you can you can heal you can raise the dead you can do all these crazy things none of which i have been have ever witnessed or can ever do so if you do let me big, know a big proviso there but yeah we, we have this practice called the 12 blessings and you send out you send out energy and you that could be for for, for devic stabilization with the weather or it could be um go out to the healing goes out wherever it's needed most so just because I'm obviously I, I do everything I can to be a physical service, but doing prayer and, and then spiritual healing is a way that you can be of service as well, which is why I do in the countryside, you know, I send that energy to the, to the cities and so forth. Great. What, what was life like um, when you were quote unquote stuck in the material world, like the vast majority of people in the, in the Western world, was there anything in particular that you were doing that you sort of, you caught yourself in that rat race or attached to outcomes or attached to materialistic things. And, uh, and what shifted for you on that journey so that you are now in the place you are now where you're, where you're in the, on the spiritual journey and doing more of these, you know, energetic, uh, energetic healings. Well, I, met, I wrote many songs about it. Um, my last album was called um, deeper about, you know, all these, uh, uh, it's based a lot of, because I did a lot of Vipassana before this and the Buddhist stuff and um, and uh, you know the struggling of the mind so I have many songs about meditation and the problems of the mind you know because I went through Ayurveda then I went through the spirit the, the, the med control in the mind and now I'm on like the third phase the spiritual and I, and I think it's the teacher comes when the student is ready so when I was karmically ready or karmically willing to you know because if this sounds all like crazy crazy shit to you then you you know you're not ready to you're not ready to receive it so there's no point it's going to bounce off you like uh like a windshield so but um yeah when i was ready when when i was ready to receive it it sinks in you know and, and this knowledge is all around us so but yeah for go back to your question for, for sure before um uh i accelerated through the the burnouts and the the business and the the work and I, I overdid the material world maybe even subconsciously so that I could pass through it quicker you know so I, I did I lived it to extreme you know I was a you know a musician I was a fashion designer um, I was a businessman and so you know I've kind of 
gone through that, I think. And that's, uh, I wouldn't, you know, obviously I wouldn't do it again, but I wouldn't say that I shouldn't have done it because obviously now I don't have these desires to go travel. I've already visited the world. I've been around the world. I've visited, you know, 50 countries. I've, I've, I've been on TV. I've done everything. I've, I've had a business and, uh, I've had all that. I've had the money. I've had the, 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 the fun nights. So now I'm kind of, now I'm, I'm ready for the, <laughs> the next phase. You know? Yeah. Great. Yeah. And what, what advice would you give to someone who might be in that spot now? Because, you know, the most people who are, who are watching this are on their spiritual journey, but when you're growing a business, it can be very, very challenging with not getting hooked or attached to those external <coughs> results and really being in that, in that space of waking up day in, day out, trying to make enough money, trying to get enough clients, trying to get your word out there or understand the, the, the crazy world of technology and social media. Uh, what advice would you have to someone that's, that's truly in a space of maybe frustration or overwhelm or being attached or, you know, just, just feeling like there's, there's something more here. Well, you have to turn and face it because whatever you're experiencing now is a lesson you haven't learned whatever is repeating now in your life, you haven't faced be if you for either for relationship problems, if you're having problems in in this relationship, maybe you've had the two or three people with the same problem keeps repeating. It's because you haven't learned that lesson. And you know, with a, with a, with a business or with the work, if you're having issues, it's just because you haven't learned that lesson. So if you really turn and face it and look at it and say, okay, I learned this lesson. Well, I don't know what it's just billions of examples. So I couldn't really give you one, but, um, and then the, the weight comes off your shoulders. You know, you don't, you're not stuck in that cycle of that lesson and you'll get yeah. another lesson, which will be even harder. And then you've got to deal with that one and then so on and so on and so on. Yeah. Welcome to life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a classroom. The, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just the way it is. But when you were, when you were doing all of the work, all the internal work in, in India and, and going through all this Kundalini or maybe even, you know, Vipassana type of, uh, experiences what what would the uh was there any particular moment or any maybe several moments where you just found that awakening or you found something shift or you found something just had this massive perspective what were your experiences what were your experiences really i've I've never had a big spiritual awakening never seen a bright light or anything i've never had that so um i've seen angels or spoke to anything i've just just slow awakening like uh like maths like doing a maths but working your way through homework. It's just, so yeah, I don't believe in all these, you know, this yogi stuff or, or, you know, this spiritual energy stuff because I've had, I've, I've had this big awakening. It's just, you know, common sense built on common sense that if, if A equals B, then equals C, then M equals D. And if, and if these people have done it and these people further on the path, tell me this is the way to the top then okay i i they were right about that thing okay they're right about the next thing and okay oh yeah i see now what they told me last year was right so yeah yeah it's just kind of just slowly going up the mountain with a very heavy rucksack mm. awesome and that sort of that slow build led you to the point of saying you know what i'm just going to live my place i'm just going to live my life from a place of service i'm just going to follow this journey i'm just going to be able to give my gift and, and, and live in that place. Is that what sort of happened? You sort of just sort of started to ask yourself those questions of how can I serve? How can I get out there? How can I be among the people? Yeah. I think, you know, what your skill is, 
you know, if I was a, whatever, obviously my skill is the songwriting. So I just said, well, how can I use that? So, and if wisdom is the greatest gift you can give people. And if I've always been like a documentary songwriter, I always write about the things I'm, I've always write about biographical songs about me, myself, or other people, or about theories, you know, or I've written songs about economics, sociology, you know, traveling, girls. I mean, it's albums and albums. So what I've now done is trying to combine all these into, into spreading the wisdom and being of services. I've started this podcast called Pod Songs. So I write songs about other people who are serving others. So I invite them on my podcast. I chat to them for an hour. Then I go away. I go into the studio with some other musicians and I, I write a song for them which they can use to promote their business or their book or their teaching or their theories. So this is my new project. So this is what I've come to uh, the moment. And uh, so I'm doing three, I just launched and I'm doing three episodes a week. So that's, that's 12 songs a month. So that's 156 songs a year. So I'm completely focused on, you know, writing these songs for, for all these different people. And I've had, I've already had before I even launched. I had on, I guess, like um, many many professors from American universities seem to be predominantly all these different departments. Um, like professors of psychiatry. Um, I had Stevens. Um, I had uh, Rupert Sheldrake, as the scientist from England. I had um, I had uh, Alan Dershowitz. He was a, he was a lawyer, O.J. Simpson's lawyer. Um, looking for some other guests here. It's been, I've done about 45 episodes so far. I had Stephen C. Hayes, the psychiatrist, one of the act, he started this, this um, uh, behavioral observance therapy, which is really well known around the world now. Um, I spoke with Bernardo Kustrop about the, I wrote a song for him called The Prison of Materialism, because he's, he's, um, he's talking about panpsychism and idealism versus materialism now we're coming out of the materialistic prison i spoke with some filipinos uh some indians not just americans sean carroll a physicist in, in california aj jacobs a writer in new york Iyad el baghdadi who was a is an activist from uh, saudi arabia who now lives in norway all over uh, the place eh yeah <laughs> i keep cool. going i think i think what's cool is that you've the way in which your mind and, 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 and soul is working is saying, okay, what's my skills and how can I use those skills to be in a space of service? I think that's what I think being resourceful like that is what so many business owners can, can completely jump their, their level of productivity or, or insights or results by just, by just simply saying what's what right now is, a skill or resource or you know talent I have and how can I use that to get out there and be in a space of yeah. service because you're in your you're in your zone of genius writing songs interviewing people being and just being creative musically and while you're doing that you're you're getting to know more people and you're also giving them the gift of the song that they can use in their business they can use in their life Right. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think it is about you that was able to be that resourceful and reach those answers? Well, it just came from, you know, because 
maybe it came from my higher self or, or voices on the other realms. You know, we're all, we're all surrounded by, because there's the electromagnetic spectrum and we exist. If the electromagnetic spectrum was 2000, was two, yeah, I think it's 2000 miles long, a piece of film, we can see about two frames. So everything else exists all the, cause we are solidified light. So we're, you know, or every atom is vibrating. Everything is not, nothing is solid. You learn this in the Buddhist studies on the fifth passion are that, you know, there's, there's more air and space in this side, this pen than there are atoms and protons and neutrons. So it's like you shooting a rocket into space. Your the odds of you hitting if I tap this pencil against this table, the odds of atoms striking atoms are billions to one. It's the mind in the pencil hitting the mind in the table. So everything is space. So it's just this vibrating. It's like sound, you know, between my hands I have I have FM radio, Wi-Fi, uh, X-rays, all these different sounds all existing in different frequencies. And the same is with light. So uh, there are, each frequency of light is a different realm of consciousness. <clears throat> so when we die, we go to live at a different frequency of light. Um, so it's in, we're in exactly the same place. Heaven and hell are right here. They're just all these different levels of civilizations differing at different frequencies. And we have these different bodies. We have mental bodies and astral bodies. And they, when, when the physical body dies, we go and live on an astral. But some people can talk, you know, to the other realms and we can tell people can talk to this realm so could be that i have a team of songwriters in the room with me helping me you know yeah <laughs> as crazy as that sounds so um yeah we're all open to all these different mind minds mind is see we're in a sea of mind so i'm just picking up and, and the brain is a radio and so when you pick up when you're wherever you're tuned into i'm tuned into songs so i can just hear a song you know, coming through without much difficulty, but I couldn't come up with any scientific theories or anything like that. So, mm. so it's basically you not only recognizing and having the belief that there's these frequencies that we, we obviously live on a frequency density that is to makes our reality seem real, mm. but we, but it's your belief that, and knowing that there's a higher mind, there's higher frequencies with higher ideas that you can mm. tune into using this, you know, physical frequency of your, of your brain, of your body, of your spirit. And when you do that, you can just allow that to flow, right? You allow these ideas yeah. to flow. You allow these, these synchronicities, you allow these uh, serendipities to flow through as well. Yeah. And, um, and that really just gives you the space of receiving, receiving those gifts and receiving mm. those ideas. So he's saying, yeah, try it for yourself. I mean, go out for an hour's walk with a pen and paper and write down how many original ideas you have during that whole time. And I guarantee the paper usually comes back blank because mm -hmm. we're just going through whatever we had before or whatever we coming, whatever was coming up. You know, there's no original thoughts there. We, it's really shocking once the time you first time you do it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so when these moments of illumination do come, I think psychics have told me in yogis that 90% of your thoughts aren't your own. They come from like discarded entities or you can just, you know, just, just look at the thoughts that come in. So maybe sometimes you get a very violent thought. Oh, that's not, and then you say, that's not me. You know, I don't really, I'm just picking that up, you know. So your brain is a radio. 
receiver. Mm. So it's important to know that. What, 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 what advice would you give someone who wants to tune into a, their higher mind, their higher self or higher level frequencies that give them those ideas that are going to get them to, you know, a next level or an insight or, or a spiritual awakening or, or a level of peace. Is there anything you'd, you'd, any advice you'd give someone that can tap into the different frequencies that are going to help them along their, along their path? Sure. There's some good books from the Ethereum society called realize you're in a potential. Um, and because yeah, I did a lot of meditation, and looking back on it, I did a lot of Vipassana meditation. So basically, you, you, you still the waters, yeah? You know, you, you, you meditate on one thing, you focus, which is, which is actually, <laughs> there's three things. There's concentration, contemplation, and meditation. And meditation, in the proper use of the word, is only really achievable at a very, very high level. So what, what everyone's doing when they're practicing, what we call meditation, is concentration. So you concentrate the mind on one thing, you still it. So you still the waters and you help to, you know, defragment the hard drive um, and, you know, still the waters. But if you want to increase the wattage in the battery, you have to do actually do exercises. So you do pranayama or mantra or prayer. So you can, you know, by hot, by whenever you're holding your breath, the prana still has to come in the body in one way. Usually you get it through air, but if you, if you stop the breath, it comes in through the chakras um and then it energizes them and if you do this more and more you 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 know you raise your 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 frequencies and you give yourself more power and it's the same with mantra it's um we are sound yeah everything is vibrating everything is sound basically energy it's, we just has the illusion of materialistic for us because we're quite involved so with these mantras these these sanskrit sounds you can learn you can recalibrate all the instruments so you improve the quality of your instrument. Um, so yeah, those sort of practices I think are better than just straightforward meditation because you're doing the concentration at the same time. You do the mantra and you, you, you should just concentrate on the mantra. You do the pranayama, you should just concentrate on, on, the, on, the, the man, on the, an affirmation while you're doing it. It explains it in the books by Dr. George King. Okay, beautiful. And give, give someone an understanding if they're, if they're not if they don't know what Vipassana is and if they don't understand what the, what the terminology is or what it means, give us an understanding of, of what it means to truly be in contemplation or concentration or meditation. What, what, what's the difference and, uh, and how can people use them? That's a great question. Yeah. Well, concentration is um, like you with Vipassana, you focus on the, the breath. So that's a tool to, to chain down the wild beast of your mind. Um, yeah so or some people do you know you go and do the um what's transcendental meditation you have a repeater mantra inside your head which stills the mind um so that's it's very important to do i mean it's very it's a great tool i have not been able to master it very well myself but um concentration is is fundamental if you're going to progress in yoga the greater the con your abilities to concentrate it's basically you know imagine if you really had control of your mind if you say you know Today, I'm going to sit down and learn French, you know, for two hours every day or whatever, or, or higher mathematics or you mind, you will do that. You sit there, you do that. You know, imagine if you really had control of your mind, the things you could do. I mean, it would, <laughs> and that's just on a basic level without any higher power Kundalini or anything. So having control of the mind is, is a pretty fantastic thing. Mm. Um, and all the suffering you have, 
is because you cannot control your reaction to things you know mm. you don't have control of your mind when you're you have, so we have a conscious mind we have a subconscious mind and we have a super conscious mind and we you know we really are the super conscious or actually the super conscious but it's this conscious mind which is this very untrained thing which is you know running the show but it's it's quiet voice at the back of the head that you need to listen to mm. so um listen again see i lost I concentration there yeah, <laughs> what was the original yeah. question <laughs> well the, the question the question was uh on the the difference between between uh contemplation and con concentration and meditation but if right right, right as, you, yeah. as you said sometimes sometimes <laughs> we struggle to to keep on track and, and to concentrate but that's the uh that's the the purpose well, con of the con mind, con right? well, sure well concentration is that you can do that you can still the mind and then contemplation is when you reach a higher level of awareness and you you can focus on on one thing and um communicate with it you get the information transference from the mind of the the other thing to your mind and then meditation is the high level when you i think you're raising kundalini and you are actually at one with the other thing so mm. you enter the other thing you know what it feels like to be grasped to be walked on you know what it feels like to be to be a ray of light as it penetrates the the um the atmosphere and you can so this, this is a very very high level it seems um, no idea what it's like yeah me either couldn't even couldn't even imagine it but i mean that's what <laughs> that's i mean we're all we're all in our journey of reaching higher higher levels of consciousness and as you said we're learning the lessons along the way especially those that are, that are the challenges those are the you know that are truly um our obstacles are the lessons we're here to learn and it, once once you learn the lesson you, you reach it a higher level of consciousness you reach a deep part of yourself you you gain access to you know different higher realms and um and that's what i love and it all as you say it all leads more and more to to a place of service and yeah the, re the reason why i think that's important is because that's what feels good that that's truly it, it's an indicator of who and what we are and that we're on the right track is what when it feels expansive it feels good it feels like we're doing what we're meant to do and um mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are, are, are stuck in this world of thinking this is what I need to be doing because this is what society says I should do. And this is what I need to do because I need to be safe and be comfortable and all those different, you know, egoic patterns. But I think there's something just, there's a, there's a subtle reminder that when you're doing something that is of service, when you're doing something that feels in flow, when you're doing something of your zone of genius, the fact it feels good really gives you an indication of, yeah you're, you're yeah, on yeah. path right is that do you feel the same for sure i mean you just gotta look around at everything else that like your heart serves all every day every second of your life you know the sun is living in service so if you look above and below everything is is living in service you know in its way a tree um so really when you're you, when you make a choice for free will as opposed to freedom within the law of karma you you're involving yourself you know you're not you're not developing. Uh, I think it helps to know the the nine freedoms is a book from the, the Ethereum society as well, which tells us what happens after, because we're in a reincarnatory cycle. Everyone knows that we're being, you know, even if we don't remember our past lives, you know, imagine if you did all remember all your past lives, it will be, you couldn't function in this life. Yeah. So it's very important. You, you forget it. So, you know, the, in the Buddhism and, you know, they tell us that, and, you know, in Christianity, if you look at the rich proper teachings that, um, 
so but the nine freedoms goes further it tells us what happens after we after we um so we achieve enlightenment and then we achieve cosmic consciousness then we achieve um ascension we can ascend we don't have to be in this life cycle anymore on this planet this classroom and we can go on to live on other planets because um so we can go into this interplanetary existence and then we go through all these other existence because all the other planets are populated i mean it's crazy to think um i've had these discussions on my podcast with um many scientists now is that um they want their one free miracle though the big bang and then afterwards they can explain everything because so so that if the universe is so many billion years old and we are its most evolved aspect you know and a, and a couple you know 100 years ago we invented the the motor car or the airplane or whatever um is that really does that really make sense or is the alternative that we are the most involved aspect and we're blind to all the other life in the universe that exists at other frequencies of light mm. and we're like this backward hovel and, I, and you know with all the ufo sightings and everything it kind of explains all that so so that's what happens is that you know you can leave this classroom you can go into fly one of those babies around the skies and um but you have to you have to have raised kundalini and the the best way to do that is through selfless service because you can do all these practices but they're very dangerous if you raise kundalini if you go into you do all this pranayama and mantra for hours every day and you raise kundalini without full consciousness you can paralyze yourself for many lives to come it's very dangerous plus it's kind of it's kind of a selfless selfish path so selfless service is the way is the is the path for these days these this age we're in right awesome and like you said you can if someone's looking to do something like that they can do it through even the material world of of yeah you know, of, of helping helping people at homeless shelter or sitting down with someone at the aged care center and just being that or you could also just start to uh share wisdom share share knowledge and i think that, you know you're a big believer in wisdom is the best thing that you can pass on pass it on from life to life and it and it's something that is ageless um but that's what i that's what i love about this conversation is that when you go to selfless service the fact that it feels good the fact that it feels in flow the fact that it feels expansive is a clear sign uh mm-hmm. so what is it that you're doing what is it you're doing these days obviously being southern italy and and quite in isolation it's pretty uh it, it can be limited with the materialistic things but uh mm-hmm. is it, it are you mostly looking through educating people through your songs through your podcast what what are you what are you passionate about at the moment yeah i'm doing well doing the podcast 100 percent full-time every day all hour every day because it's a lot to write three songs a week and yeah. in all the interviews and running a podcast I, you know what it's like so and we're also in lockdown so i can't go around um so i'm and also the prayer energy and i also volunteer for the ethereum society doing some writing some web pages for them um and that's about all i have time for at the moment but Mm. if i lived in a city i think because i'm still quite base really i'm still quite materialistic let's be honest i don't you know feel all this i can't do i can't do uh, astral projection or anything like that you know so i just think i would really be really wonderful if if i lived in a city i would definitely take opportunity to go and help people who are you know struggling in you know in a homeless shelter or an orphanage or wherever you know it's just a fantastic thing to do you know spend time with old people 
um, young people, basically everyone you see is suffering in some way. And there's, you know, whatever, whatever you, your job is, somebody can benefit from that. You know, even if you're just a writer, you can help, you know, with chat volunteers free for charity. You can, um, there's, there's a myriad of different ways that you can help. Mm. And even just your time, you know, you go down to a soup kitchen or, 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 or find someone else. And it's terrible. It's, it's incredibly liberating. Once you do detach the ego and you say, how can I help other people who are serving? Not just that I need to come up with an idea. I need a fantastic project and I need to make a website and I, but you know, just ditch the ego, look online and then, and there's no pressure there. You know, you don't have, you can just wake up in the morning without any responsibility and go and help someone else who's helping other people. So don't think that, you know, you need to make this massive project yourself, you know? Yeah. Awesome. And even I find just waking up each day and asking yourself the question of how may I serve completely shifts the way you function, completely shifts the way your mind's working, your heart's open. Cause that could be, that could be as small as giving someone a smile on the street walking past or like me, I love when I go grocery shopping, just making jokes with all the staff and being friendly and just being uh, overly, you know, supportive for them. And, and just ask yourself the question in any scenarios, like how may I serve? Even if it's as small as something like that, just your energy and your intent to put something out there really, really does help. It, it not only helps you, but it helps. It, it's like you, you, you reframe the situation in front of you to think there's opportunities here for me to, for me to serve, for me to serve from a place of non-attachment of what it might look like, what it's going to lead to, what's yeah, coming back. Yeah. Um, I think that's really, really important. Um, but is there anything else you want to uh, add? Yes. Anything else in terms of your experience or what or about this topic? What, what is it you think, uh, what do you think people need to hear? Well, just to continue with what I said before about serve, serve the servers, you know, you know, don't go to a homeless shelter and try and, you know, help the homeless people, but go and make cakes and cup of teas for the exhausted people who are already serving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Serve the servers. And it's, uh, you know, and it's also, it's also incredible dating advice. If you, if you are looking to improve your, your love life, you're looking for a partner, find somebody who's serving others, you know, Mm. That's another song I wrote is um, because he, people always fall in love based on how they make me feel, you know, the emotional response, but um, you have to look how people treat other people, not how they treat you because the way they feel can change in an instant if they change their point of view. So also with your friends, you know, if all your friends are, you are the average of the five people with whom you spend most of the time, so you should also change your social circle for people who are living in service. Um, change your whole outlook so that you get reinforced by these people, by your, you get pulled up by the people around you, not dragged down. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. So cool. So where can people find out more about you, your journey, your podcast songs, everything like that? Where's, where's the place the best place for people to check you out? It's pod songs is everywhere. So if you search on, google or facebook or spotify you'll find pod songs playlists pod songs interviews pod song songs um and yeah every they're really fascinating guests so i'm really 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 pleased to be able to i really found a place now to uh, service Mm. and uh obviously i'm benefiting from it uh but that's that's kind of a side effect yeah i love that i love having the the primary intent to be of service, primary intent to be in his own genius, and then the byproduct 
is obviously whatever comes in return. That's non-attachment and it's definitely uh, left up to grace, but whatever, whatever flows to us is, uh, is super important as well. Um, but that's great. I'll put all the links in the show notes. People look up pod songs, uh, but is there anything else you want to share that would make this the interview feel complete? Well, ethereus.org is the website. A E T H R I U S ethereus society. And that's, that's, um, the teachings the for the, I want to say for the future, but for now, or Nehemiah Davis mystic knowledge, um, channel is where I learned all about the, um, the Kundalini exercises and things like that. The, he's a Yogi in America and he, um, he got me into the Ethereum society because, uh, you know, I was in India and I found out about him in America and he's this big black guy, you know, this quarterback kind of huge guy. And he's telling me about the Yorkshireman who's the, the master for the Aquarian age. So I think if I'd heard of, if I, cause I'm English obviously. So if I heard about another Englishman who was the, um, the greatest uh, of the age, you know, and he's a, a white guy from Yorkshire. You know, well, he's, he's passed on now. I mean, he was, his work was in the sixties. So I think uh, I should definitely give credit to Nehemiah Davis, this uh, very advanced Yogi. And he was born into a Yogi family. He was doing mantra and, Pranayama from three years old and uh, you know he can leave his body at will and um, you know do that healing energy so he's like an incredible yogi and um, to have when somebody in the west talks about these things it's so much easier than uh, you know some some Indian guy quoting Sanskrit every every five minutes you know so awesome yeah I'll, I'll I'll I'd love to check him out. I'm always keen about these topics. You know, that's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to look up anyone, look up all their content and, and, and see how it might help my spiritual journey as well. So man, Jack, I want to thank you so much for just sharing your story, sharing your wisdom. We could talk for hours cause, uh, you know, I, I love, I love this stuff, but man, thanks so much for coming on. I, uh, I'll, I, I hope everyone who's listening will check out your songs, check out pod songs as, as the podcast and, and check out all the, uh, fascinating guests that you have on obviously there's scientists and uh you know people in literature and people who are just doing their things in the world to uh heighten consciousness as well so man everyone's going to check that out but i just want to thank you so much for being on here and sharing your journey my friend thanks tyson thanks for your patience thanks for listening to the awaken your business podcast if you're a heart-centered business owner you know that selling marketing and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear doubt and scarcity And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships. So together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups And you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.